world's greatest leaders what is going on i uh, hope you everybody's having a phenomenal weekend i hope everybody had a great week and i wish everybody even more of a blessed week coming up before we start this new episode i wanted to apologize i know that i posted on instagram uh, uh that we were going to have a certain episode going on this weekend but i screwed some things up and i ended up deleting the episode by mistake but we're going to try again. I'm going to already hit up that guest and we already have a date set up so we can re-record that episode and put out some awesome content for you guys. Just um, before we start the podcast, I just want to let you guys know so you guys can go uh, on Instagram and follow the, the, the Instagram page at WGL Podcast. Show some love, show some support. Um, let me know what I can do better and... If you guys have any ideas of to, to to make this podcast grow or make this podcast a little bit better, just just hit me up. Um, I'm I'm always uh, open to feedback. We got some cool stuff coming out. Some some WGL stickers. I'm gonna see if we can get. I'm gonna order the, some of those already. I'm gonna I'm gonna send them out, hand them out to people that I see around, and um, I'm gonna see if we can start making some T-shirts, some some cool stuff, man. I'm trying to. Trying to put some cool stuff out for you guys, some some great content. Just stay tuned with the episode. It's a great episode. Uh, Matt is a great friend of mine, and he's also a great boss that I had previously. So stay tuned, and, and um, I don't know. Enjoy the episode. Today I have a special guest with me. Um, I, I don't know. I, I don't really have. I don't really know how to introduce this guy because this guy has has like a numerous amount of qualities, and I I learned a lot from my time working with him and a lot from my time just 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 seeing him perform throughout the the organization. But um, he used to be my platoon leader, and he was my EXO for a little bit, and now he he's he's gone to another company, which is kind of sad, but. It's all right. We we both been in in the same unit for roughly the same amount of time. Um, I'm gonna let him just introduce himself. But Matt, welcome to the show. It's an honor to have you here. Thanks for having me. Um, so just uh, just I don't know, just a quick, um, brief about who are you and what do you do, just so the audience can have an idea of who they're talking to. Okay, uh, I'm Matt Greeson. I'm the executive officer for the Charlie Troop in 191. Uh, I was uh, 
the I was JP's PL when I first got here in Bulldog, and then I went to be the Bulldog XO before they switched me over to the uh, the infantry company to be the XO. So yeah, uh, them weirdos over there in Charlie Troop. When when we were together, I was a private. I was I think I was a uh, just had some mosquito wings when I when I first got first got to the platoon. It's been a long ride. I mean, I got promoted, he got promoted, and and it's it's been fun. <clears throat> but we're gonna we're gonna kick off with the traditional gun it. I'm just gonna hit you with some some uh, situational questions and just see if you're like ready for the show. Just let me know when you're ready. Okay, hit me. All right, what's your favorite place in the world? Uh, Hamburg, Germany. It's a city up north. Uh, what's your favorite alcoholic beverage? Oh shit. Uh... Rum. Rum? Do you have like specific kind of rum or just rum? Yeah, Sailor Jerry's. Ew, that's gross. <laughs> What's the one field snack or drink? Well, snack and drink that you cannot forget to bring to the field. Uh, Red Bull. <laughs> what about the snack? Uh, honestly, it's probably the vanilla pudding in MREs. I know I can't bring <laughs> that, but like, I'll trade anything for that. <laughs> um, if you had the power... What regulation would you add or change? Facial hair. Oh, like you want to go to beers and stuff? Yeah. Speaking of facial hair, I opened my door and Matt had a nasty mustache on it. I'm like, ew. It is, it's a full beard. The mustache is just thicker. <laughs> um, what is the one thing that you believe to be a subject matter expert in? Oh, crap. Definitely not being a PL. No, definitely not. Uh, I don't know. There has to be one thing, man. I'm not cutting <laughs> this out. Um, We're going to stay here until you answer this. <laughs> uh, I guess, well, let's see. I wrote my bachelor thesis on the post-war U.S. Army occupation of Germany, so I guess I could say I'm a subject matter expert in that. I wrote a 40-page paper about it. Damn. Oh my god, that probably sucked. How long did it took you to write that? Uh, about a year. Oh jeez. Yeah, I got published, so it was good. Well, in the university, crap. So not really published, but oh, yeah, published. Uh, what is the favorite? What is the favorite skill set that you own? Uh, ooh, favorite skill set. How? What do you mean? Like, like can you elaborate? Um. I don't know, like, I, I really liked myself that I can speak English, Portuguese, and Spanish. Like, what is something that you know that you're good at and you, like, really, really like that you, you know that? Uh, I can speak German pretty well, which is pretty helpful here in Germany. It My is. wife's German, so. <laughs> it is. Um, what is one skill that you wish you had but you don't? No superpowers allowed. Okay, no superpowers, bummer. That's totally what I was thinking about. Um, yeah, I wish I was a skydiver. A skydiver? Yeah, I think that'd be Just awesome. Just go Halo, man. Yeah, that's super easy to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what would you be doing if it wasn't for the Army? Uh, I'd probably try to be a university professor, I guess. History? Yeah, history. If all jobs paid the same, what would you be doing? That's a hard one. That is a tough one. 
I don't know. I think I'd have to try a couple more jobs before I decide. <laughs> what are some jobs you want to try, though? Uh, well, I guess university professor would be pretty cool. I think it'd be cool to own your own business, like to be, I don't know what the business would be in, but it'd be nice to be your own boss. I think that would be Navy pretty awesome. No, I know. The Navy's lame. <laughs> I mean, you're good at writing, and they're also good at writing. Yeah. They write plenty of books. Movies. <laughs> <laughs> plenty of books. They, they, say, they say that if you want to be famous, you got to go be a Navy SEAL and write your own book. That's about what it is today. <laughs> uh, for all my Navy SEALs out there, you guys are so badasses. But <clears throat> what is your biggest failure in life? Damn, you got all the hard ones today. Yeah, I know. That's tough. Uh, biggest failure? I guess I didn't put in my packet for a Ranger Battalion or Ranger Regiment because a bunch of circumstances, but I like. I guess that's my biggest failure. I should have finished my packet and just applied anyway. Okay, so if, as far as I'm tracking all that, one of the circumstances, I'm not going to involve no names, but if you still wanted to do it, could it, if could you still done it at that time? Even I, though, even I don't though, know. I don't know if I could have because I required a signature that I, I'm not sure I would have gotten. Uh, but that the not like uh, I wish I had tried anyway. Like I kind of just took uh, I kind of just waited for when that person would sign my paperwork, but I waited too long basically. Hmm. So I should have pushed harder. That being said, what is your greatest success in life? Ugh. Uh, shit. <laughs> I'm uh, not cutting none of this out. Yeah, I think maybe, I don't know. I, I look back pretty fondly on my time in Bulldog, to be honest. I yeah, that, that was, was a good time. Yeah, both, both PL and XO, I had a lot of fun. I think that would probably be, I don't know, my greatest success, but that's probably closest I could get But um, to an answer. I mean, Blue Platoon and Bulldog, you said probably one of the best platoons in the brigade at that time. Yeah, it was. It was definitely the best in squadron. Yeah, no one, the, I mean, there's, oh, for sure. For sure. But, I mean, there's a reason why, like, First Sergeant Smith, like, got picked up to be First Sergeant. Well, obviously his accomplishments before, but his his actions as a platoon star and, and kind of like leading us and you you with him kind of like, I don't know, put him on a spotlight, I guess, in a way. Yeah, I think uh, we had a really... It was like, just a solid... It was stacked. Yeah, it was pretty solid stacked. Solid NCOs. NCOs, solid. soldiers worked really hard. Yeah. It was really just like a, a lot of luck. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean... So. I miss, I miss that platoon. Uh, I wish my current platoon could be... I'm not hating on you guys, but I wish my current platoon was as hard as, as uh, old blue platoon was. Hey, don't hate. I was in red platoon too, so... No, nah, red platoon sucks. I got the... They, they got some... The badass coin I got from them. They made their own platoon coin. Baller. I'm cutting that out. I don't know why I talked about the coin, but... Is that a ranger <clears throat> tab on there? Is that? Is that a Ranger tab on there? It's a recon tab. Oh, that's lame. Yeah. That's super lame. Ranger tabs are lame. What is the last thing that you did in public and was glad that nobody was watching? Uh, <laughs> I tripped on the curb a couple of days ago. <laughs> nobody <laughs> nobody saw noticed. that? I don't, I don't think so. That's um, pretty embarrassing. What is 
This is one of my favorite ones. What is your biggest pet peeve? Oh, God. Mm. I'm starting to think you're not ready for the for the rest of the interview. <laughs> no, I've, I've thought through all the stuff you're, you're going to ask me. I didn't think about the... Uh, <laughs> the quick attack um jesus quick attack new name yeah. new name i think uh i don't know people with fucked up berets <laughs> shit drives me nuts <laughs> it's so hilarious thing when you see the leg units doing doing paid activities and they're wearing the berets like they're a bunch of chefs oh yeah the black it's... berets are awful <laughs> totally awful uh, I hate Blackberry so much. But um, if you could call yourself five years in the future, what would you ask? What are you doing <laughs> for a job? <laughs> What's your current job position? Homeless, maybe. I yeah, I don't know, especially with the economy. Um, this is the last one. Uh, what is the best piece of advice that you can give someone? Ooh, uh, This one I did think about. Uh, it would be to... Trust your people and like always work to build trust in an organization like between you and your subordinates and vice versa. And uh, yeah, like establish trust. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that's a good one. Well, that that finishes the the gun it quick attack mad minute, whatever you guys want to call it. I think I haven't still found a name for that yet, but. <clears throat> that was that was that was a, that was pretty good. Uh, I got tired of any questions because you <laughs> were pretty hard ones. I th I thought pretty hard on those. But before we get into the interview, um, let's just let's just dig in a little bit into who is who is Matt. Like uh, life before the army. What do you um, what kind of schools have you been to? What what like hobbies and um, kind of like what are you doing next? I don't know. Yeah, hit me. What do you want to know, dude? You floor is yours man to say it okay uh let's see i'm from oklahoma but i went to high school in new jersey so when people ask me where i'm from i say new jersey so i think jersey that's is my favorite state but yeah uh i've lived in <laughs> i love how the, i love how everybody in new jersey claims everything around them like if you go to one part they claim they claim the the giants and then the other side they claim the eagles and yeah i'm an eagles fan Ew. so yeah there you go uh let's see it's like connecticut i mean i know what you're talking about it's like connecticut <laughs> Let's see. Um, I've lived in Texas, Oklahoma, Manhattan, New York. I lived uh, in a sky rise on 96th Street. Oh, nice. Downtown Manhattan. Well, I guess uptown. Uh, so kind of lived all over. My dad was got out of the Army as a lieutenant colonel. He joined when he was in high school in the 50s. Uh, he's a Vietnam veteran. He did enlisted an officer, got out in the eighties, uh, ranger, all that good stuff. Flew in Vietnam, helicopters, infantry, weird, weird, weird career. My brother's a West Pointer and those two are the, and my granddad was in the Navy. So the, the three of them are probably the reason I'm in the army. I went to Texas A&M, studied history hmm. and the Corps of Cadets, all that weird shit. And then, uh, Got out, decided to be armor, did armor, airborne, uh, arc, ranger school, and came here and having a blast. <laughs> having a blast and one-nine fun.
Well, I, I know you have a, your family has a, has is very deep in the military. Like you said, your 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 grandfather was was in the navy. Your dad was a Vietnam vet, and your brother is he's at West Point. But do you think with all all the all the men in your family that went to the military, do you think that you owe them something that like since they went, I need to go, I need to prove myself, or or you just uh no, not really. Uh, hmm. It's not really like a, I owe them. It's kind of like I'm. I don't know. I've never wanted to do anything else. I don't know. Okay. I, I guess I do. I want to try other things now, but like since I was a like, I guess I could say I was brainwashed from the womb. Like I've always wanted to be in the army. Okay. And never really planned on anything else. And but I don't think I owe them. And uh, and I I see this a lot when I talk to some officers about like them, their process of joining the army and stuff like that. And a lot of them. Just oh, it was hard for me to pick between infantry and armor, or if, if I, that I had a choice and stuff like that. Like, why did you want to go armor? Was there like a specific reason about it or something? Yeah, I read uh, General Guderian's book Panzer Leader, and I was sold. And then uh, all through high school or all through college, I wanted to be an armor officer. But and, did you did you think yeah. did you did you think that like you're being an armor officer and then you're gonna come to an airborne unit and you're not really gonna be dealing with armor stuff? Yeah, so I I had originally wanted to be on tanks, but by the time I was a, a senior in college, I kind of wanted to be cavalry, like do the reconnaissance thing. So I ended up, I actually wanted to go to 2CR originally. I didn't know 191 existed mm-hmm. until I found out I was you coming You wanted to go to here. 2CR? Yeah, because I wanted gross. to be in Germany. <laughs> so <gross>. it was... <laughs> I hate 2CR. It was uh, cavalry in Germany or nothing, so I figured what the hell. And then this ended up being a lot better. Um, yeah, and then I'm, I went to Bullock and figured I fucking hate tanks and I don't ever want to be around <laughs> them. So now I'm trying to figure out a way to stay away from them. <laughs> I mean, even to CR in here in, in Germany, they aren't really tanks. No, exactly. Yeah. Not. You would have been disappointed then. No, I, I didn't want to be around. By the time I was in Bullock, I was like, okay, I'm so glad I'm not going to tanks cause I have zero interest in, in actual tanks. That would suck. I, I'm not, I mean, tanks, tanks are fun and. It's fun to see them like shoot stuff up, but I don't want to be in a tank ever. No, I don't either. Um, so the uh, the army the army's definition for leadership you can find it in FM seven twenty two and and it's it's over there all about what does the army define to be their version of leadership. But for you, what is your definition of leadership in your own words? I mean, I don't I don't want to. I don't want to go figure out how to be a good leader just by looking at a book or a regulation in that case. Yeah, I think uh, for me, it's it's kind of like being on a football team, kind of like teamwork is what it comes down to. Like, yeah, okay, the PL and platoon starting are in charge and then the section leaders or team leaders, whatever, or in, squad leaders are in charge of the next level down. But like, you know, it's still a team. You know, mm-hmm. like once once you get out there, yeah, it, it's kind of like a quarterback calling plays, but everyone has a part to play. So it's I think leadership is a lot of figuring out how you get people to play their position mm-hmm. as much as it is calling the plays. Yeah. You know, so it's sort of like how do you build loyalty and trust so that people buy into the team so that when, you, when you're on the field playing, you know that when you call a play, the dudes will – you know, they'll run the plays properly. Yeah, and, and the understanding where to put uh, the right person in the right spot, I think it, at our level, like the platoon 
like trooping below level or company and below level is it's a lot more important because yes the 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 squadron and the brigade commanders they'll place their commanders and first on stuff like that but like knowing who would you put as a dismounted machine gunner it, for example on on just an assaulting objective is, is extremely important because you don't want to put someone there that is going to bitch out or just like i don't know it's, it's a lot more complicated the lower level you get yeah that's totally true i definitely learned that doing with actually with blue platoon doing team and section live fires realizing those are always fun those are all those were i think we learned a lot of lessons there and that's why platoon live fire went so well as we we made those mistakes of like putting the wrong person in the Mm-hmm. At the point of friction, I don't know if you remember, but when we did section live fire with Boswell, yes, I do remember that. Yeah, and we had uh, um, Lacey. He led the the team that would like did the attack on the building, mm-hmm. and it was like totally a shit show. And then we switched the two. We had Boz. I mean, everyone knows Boz is phenomenal, so yeah. that was easy. But once we made that switch, it was like smooth as butter. Yeah. So, you know, it, it helps to learn those mistakes in training. Yeah, I mean, I think that, that I think that's where we make our money. Live fires is I don't think live, see live fires as like oh we're reconnaissance troop and and we're not gonna be doing live fire like well yes we will but I think you know what I'm talking about yeah, but I, I think more on of our live fires I think the the, mo- the biggest thing you see is is how well can guys uh, perform under stress with like bullets flying around kit you're tired how well can you like move and and lead soldiers while you're tired and i don't know it, it's, it's just a i don't know it, it's it's just something out of out of the norm i love it yeah it's the best <clears throat> but um throughout your time in, in the army um people that you've met places that you've been and, and and um what has shaped you to turn into the person that you became today oh man uh definitely the people you know like working with the NCOs and the other officers in 191 and then you know even like I guess even before that even like college but the big thing is like uh, actually being in the organization and being part of like a team and then you know you, you have to not change your leadership style but maybe like it's malleable right like it it bends it bends before it breaks so you mm-hmm. want to bend you want to bend your leadership to like match the individual. So like, you know, you respond differently than say, you know, someone else in the platoon, right? Like, like the way I would interact with you is different than how I'd interact with killers or Wilder or whatever, you know what I mean? So I think that's the biggest thing is like learning that. And I'm not saying I'm, I'm great at it or even good at it, but that's something you have to learn. And just the more, you're in that position, like the, the more you learn to how to interact with people really. Cause mm-hmm. it, it's a people business, the army. Yeah, literally. So, um, how, how important is mentorship to you? Oh, I think it's, I think it's super important, especially, I think, uh, definitely at the, like the specialist level and like the, the E five level, like, you know, your level huge, like the way you mentor, your soldiers mm-hmm. right like the guys underneath you i think it's crucial and i think even like the company grade levels officers you know like captain and lieutenants like the way the colonel jones generation of lieutenants 
grew up as opposed to the Colonel Brown generation of lieutenants. I think it's totally different, you know, and there's merit in both for sure. Um, absolutely. But and it's interesting cause you can't pick your mentor, right? Like yeah. you can pick Sergeant Smith as your, or I guess what is the first Sergeant Smith <laughs> as your first platoon Sergeant, right? It just happened. Uh, but damn, were you lucky, you know? Yeah. And extremely so I, lucky. Yeah, exactly. And so it's, uh, it's cool to see how people grow up under different mentors and how it shapes and molds them, you know? So, and, I, and I've been really fortunate with, especially my, you know, Bulldog company commanders like Osborne Williams. Yeah. You, you couldn't can, ask for better. You can't really like pick your mentor, but you can pick what you take from that mentor. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. if there's something that I learned now that, that I'm, I'm in a, in a leadership position is be to be that kind of leader that I lacked when I when I was in that position, when I was a subordinate, right. kind of, yeah, I'm just just be the kind. I just like being the kind of person that <clears throat> I didn't have, because I understand how it sucks to not have that kind of that good leader. I guess in a certain way, I think everybody's like that. To be honest, so true, so true. Um, okay, so let me let me think on a way to elaborate this question, but. Being someone that is, that is young and is fairly is very fairly new to the military, mm-hmm. um, as as a lieutenant, and being expected to obviously we don't the one seventy third doesn't deploy to combat, but being expected to lead soldiers into a combat, into combat or in a in a tactical scenario is is, is something that is is like insanely challenging. It's it's hard, <clears throat> but especially when you have soldiers in information that been in the army longer than you and and been through combat and been through those in those tactical scenarios several times and for a much longer time that you've been right <clears throat> but what are some things that are challenging to you as a leader in those cases because you're the platoon leader you're the boss in that platoon don't don't matter this platoon star has 14 years of, of, of military experience with with three to four deployments, you're still the the boss in the platoon. The so, boss, yeah. yeah. Quotes, yeah. <laughs> so, so how, how what are some challenges that you face as a leader in the in those scenarios? Yeah, I was thinking a lot about this one on the way here. Um, I think the the biggest challenge is like obviously initially like building trust. You know what I mean? You you show up to the platoon, you're, you're brand new. Like if you're lucky, you know, maybe you show up with a tab and it gives you a little bit more credibility, but you know, you're still, you're still just a new Lieutenant who's never been through this. Um, and as you spend more time in the platoon, the guys start to trust you. Hopefully the NCO start to trust you and you kind of prove, you know, that you're not an idiot basically. Um, but yeah, I think for me, the biggest, challenge was i sometimes i i would lose sight of the team and you know you get you know you you, you want to be number one right or whatever yeah, yeah. you, you want to be the best you want to be the best platoon the best pl or whatever and sometimes it's hard not to let that like consume you you know especially especially if you're doing well you know like uh if you're if you're doing well you're feeling like you're doing well you just want to keep pushing and pushing and pushing and sometimes you got to realize that what you want might not be the best for the organization and the people. 
Um, and I think that that, that also applies in the tactical scenario, right? Like, and I'm not sitting, I'm not going to sit here and be like, I'm glory hungry or anything. I, I, don't, I certainly don't think so. And I, and I certainly have no intention of putting people in harm's way without good reason. But, uh, you know, you want to do your best and you just got to think like, are the decisions I'm making the right decisions for the scenario, the people, the organization, and like what, what the mission is, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, we got to take this hill. But then it's important to think, like, how do I take this hill without, you know, and you also get like, you know, I, I love the dudes in third. Like I think about them all the time. Blue platoon definitely is my favorite memory of the army and probably always will be. And so it's, you know, imagining you or Wilder or samples or, you know, I can name every dude in there, like Warner, all those guys, Sierra, watching one of you guys die or something would be you know it's tough man yeah it would be so horrible it would it be sucks. so horrible especially like you know by, by the time i left 10 months in you know i was super close to you guys and i thought of you guys kind of like my family so i was like it would have it would have crushed me you know i can't couldn't even imagine losing one of you guys and not just combat like suicide anything i, yeah. I don't know how i would have reacted it's crazy but that's something you always got to keep in mind right because you don't want to you still have a mission to do you still have shit that's got to get done but how do you how do you always make the right decision for the people yeah i think that's that's tough you know so what is something that you expect from those from those leaders your so those leaders they're leaders in your platoon they're your subordinate leaders but what do you expect from them as a, a brand new platoon leader kind of like a brand new boss showing up to the to the company I guess. Oh yeah. To <clears throat> you can. This is, I think, super important, just especially in the army. But like, you can mentor both ways. You know what I mean? Like, I, I there's always things to learn be, from the people below you. Like, I learn stuff from the PLs I work with now, even though I've I've done that job. You know, they come up with new ideas, 